If you will, turn your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 6. Today we are going to continue a journey that God has placed us on or started us on last week. In there, the title of the message on today is that it's time to get dressed, part two. Uh, God spoke to us on last week, week and he encouraged us to get dressed, that it was time to get dressed. And here he wants to continue that message even into a part two, you know, in there. We uh, get dressed for the most part each and every single day, my friends, in a natural way. But God is calling for the church to get dressed and to stay dressed in a spiritual way, my friend. Come on, somebody. And it was just beautiful uh, on last week as he imparted his word that he wants to continue today. And, and, and more than anything, I just want to share with you as we start out on this journey today that God wants to, for us to really open our ears today, my friend, because he wants to teach us today more than uh, preaching to us in a way that's going to get us excited and, and jumping out of our seats and, or whatever. But he really wants to teach uh us something that will sustain us, that will keep us, that will allow us to, to be able to, to continue to navigate through this journey that he's called us on as his dear children in there. So if you will, uh, as we start out today, just turn not to your neighbor, but to yourself and say, get dressed. That it's time, self is time to get dressed. Amen. Amen. You know, I, sometimes I was thinking about this the other day and how, uh, you know, when we go in certain places or if we out on vacation or something, uh, you know, my wife, she'll, uh, you know, we may have somewhere to go. She'll come to me, you know, uh, and tell me, honey, it's time to get dressed, you know, in there. And I thought about that and I said, wow, yeah, you're right. It's time to get dressed, whether I want to or not. But when she, if she comes to tell me that, honey, it's time to get dressed from a spiritual standpoint, then glory be to God, I'm ready. Let's get dressed. Amen. And matter of fact, when we get dressed this time, we're going to stay dressed. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. So out of Ephesians, uh, you know, the writer Paul is really encouraging us with a powerful message from God. And this get dressed is what it's truly all about is putting on the whole armor of God. And on last week, God gave us uh, through his word, he, he, he shared with us what that armor is. Starting with the belt of truth. That belt of truth, he can not, uh, yo, the enemy. We need that belt of truth because the enemy cannot stand against the truth is what he shared with us on last week. The bottom line, all in all, I'm just doing a summary of, of the, the armor that God has given us in there. And the number two, the, the second piece of armor was the breastplate of righteousness. Come on, somebody. And, and righteousness protects the spiritual life of the Christian. In our righteousness, we, we needed to be reminded of, and God so eloquently uh, laid it out there in terms of what our righteousness is, that it does not come from ourselves, but it came through Christ Jesus. 
And this righteousness that he's talking about is, is just being right with God, how we are made right with God. And now and when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, that you are right with God. And it ain't because of what you have done or what you will do. It's because of what he has finished. And that which you've accepted that makes us and put us in right standing with God. And the breastplate of righteousness protects that spiritual life or that spiritual understanding. That breastplate of righteousness, as he explained it to us last week, it, it, we need that so we can be protected, our, that our minds can be protected, that our hearts can be protected of our righteousness. Number two, that was number two. And number three was the feet that were protected or, or feet protected by the gospel of peace. The, 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 the feet that was shone with the protection of the gospel of peace was number three. This was a part of the armor that God has given us. Come on, somebody. And this armor uh, of the gospel of peace is for our understanding so our, our peace with God through Christ Jesus gives us the security in the face of Satan's accusations. You need to know how and your feet need to be protected with the, the gospel of peace, my friends. That our peace that we have with Christ, with God, it came through Christ Jesus. And you need to have your protection on your feet. Why? Because there is an enemy out there, and if you don't have your protection on, he's going to steal your peace through accusations. Because you ain't going to remember that your peace came through Jesus Christ. This is a serious uh, uh, part of, of, of the armor that God has given us, my friends. That's why we have to get dressed. See, we can see why we need to be dressed because it's through our, our, our journey and through our walk. This is where our ups and downs come from you know, in life and uh, through the enemy that is, is, is sent out to attack us through all forms. And we're going to talk about that even in more detail today. But the thing about it is, is we susceptible because we don't have our arm on. So all of the lies, this way, and it starts with the belt of truth. That we got to know the truth. And be able to proclaim that truth in the midst of the storm because there's an enemy that's coming to tell you a lie. And if you don't know what the truth is, then we will be susceptible to the lie. So we need the belt of truth. We need to have that, that girded with, around us. We need to have the breastplate of righteousness which protects our understanding of I am right with God. You can see why you need that, right? Because he, when you make a mistake, he's going to be right there as an accuser of the brother and telling you, see, you ain't worth nothing. See, how did you think that you, you this, that, or whatever? But uh, what we have to know and has to have the protection of is that I'm right with God. And it ain't because I earned it. And therefore, I, it ain't because, uh, and I can't lose it because I didn't earn it. I'm right with God because Jesus Christ, the son of the living God, come on somebody, has made me right with God through his finished work that has satisfied God. Glory be to God. And, and while this is something that, see, all of these things we already know, we didn't heard before. 
But I ain't talking about what your mind and heard and what you know. I'm talking about what you, uh, you know, intellectually. I'm talking about what you know and the truth of what you know manifests itself when you're in the midst of the storm. So we're talking about more than some intellectual knowing that, oh, yeah, I'm right with God. But then as soon as you mess up and the, and the accuser come, then you all discombobulated and fell off the boat. Come on, somebody. See, God is one to, this is why we got to get dressed. Tell somebody next to you, you got to get dressed. You got to get dressed today. Amen. Glory be to God. And number four, the field, uh, the, the shield of faith. Faith in God's promises deflects and extinguishes the lies of the enemy. You can see why we need to feel the, the shield of faith. Because the shield of faith, what it does it, 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 it takes God's promises, glory be to God, and it deflects and it extinguishes all of the lies that the enemy is bringing your way. So we need the shield. We need that shield of faith for sure. You can see. Because it, that's the one that's going to block the lies. And we need all of them because just in case one of them lies come get past my shield, I need the breastplate that's going to block that, that's, that's going to block that lie. And it's going to remind me, glory be to God, I am righteous. And it ain't because of me, glory be to God. And then number five, we need the helmet of salvation. And the helmet of salvation assures uh, of our salvation. It's an assurance of salvation uh, that, that, that uh, the, it's the assurance that salvation defeats the doubts that Satan uses to attack us with. See, Satan always coming to cast doubt. The helmet of salvation tells us, it, 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 it protects us. Come on, somebody. And it gives us an assurance. Somebody say assurance. Come on, somebody. And this ain't us insurance. See, because insurance is good as long as you pay it, but if, when you don't pay it, you cancel, my friend. This is assurance, and this assurance comes from Jesus Christ, and it don't, it don't require no premium. Hallelujah. It's a one-time premium that's paid in full. Amen. Glory be to God. We need some assurance. And that assurance comes through the helmet of salvation that assures us that we have a reservation that is made in eternity, my friend. Glory be to God. Can you see that you need these things? Because when the enemy comes to cast doubt on your uh, uh, assurance and try to tell you, you ain't got no insurance, you just had insurance and you know you ain't paid nothing. You probably canceled. Hallelujah. That this is the, the thing that will block him. The helmet of salvation blocks that doubt. And it gives you the security that you need. And then last but not, and certainly not least, the only office of uh, piece of armor that God has given us is the sword of the spirit. For the Christians, the sword of the spirit is the word of God. And we talked about that in detail on last week. That is, it includes the logos part of it, which is the whole word of God, the, the written word of God in full. And the rainbow which is the, what we can look at as certain uh, chapters and verses of the word of God in there. 
and that sword comes from the word of God. It's for the whole, we have the whole word of God that when the enemy comes with, uh, with this monkey business that we have to bring out the sword. That we can go into the word of God just as Jesus did and, 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 and speak that word to the enemy. And when you speak the word of God to the enemy, it, it, what does he do? He bowed down and he flees. Glory be to God. This is the good news, my friends. The, of the armor that Jesus Christ has given unto all of us as believers. And in the word of God, if you look in Ephesians chapter 6, Finally, my brother, which starts in verse 10, I'm going to read this through really quickly. It says, finally, my brother, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God. You see why we got to put on the whole armor of God. Get dressed, my friend. It's time to get dressed. That you, why? That you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. There's a purpose to the armor that God has given us, my friends. And today, God is wanting to minister to us. Uh, not only did he give us armor, but this armor is also known as the weapons of our warfare. And in that, he's given us the weapons of our warfare and the armor that he's given us, that he's given it to us for a purpose. So we know what they are. We know, we didn't talk about that real quickly, the belt. We know the belt. We know the, right, the, the breastplate of righteousness. And we know how, what it does, how it protects us. So we know what the armor does, but God is saying that I need to speak to you beyond what it does. I need to show you its purpose and its mission in this warfare. Because the truth of the matter is, my friends, and make no mistake about it, whether they, uh, we realize it or not, all Christians are engaged in a very real spiritual battle. And that battle is between the two opposing kingdoms. Come on, somebody. And the sad part about it is those of us that are least in the knowing about this becomes the first casualties of the battle. Or the first casualties of the world. Those of us that are, are, are oblivious to this and don't really have a true understanding of the, of the spiritual warfare that is going on right now, my friend. These, them are the first casualties of war. Them are the ones that we sweep it up off the battlefield, pushing off into the ditch that they may be buried over there. So it's high time that we, the church, wake up to what is real, my friend. And there is a real war going on that's be above us and beyond us. But we are in the middle and in the center of it. Glory be to God. But we ain't in the center or in the middle uh, without any hope. Matter of fact, we be in the center and in the middle is with all hope. And this is the reason why he's given us the, the uh, armor to put on. And then, the, you know, and it's interesting because we're, we're going to slow down here for a minute. Because in this war, we established on last week, so let me get this out of the way too as a reminder that, one, in, in, uh, that at the conclusion of what God ministered to us on last week, the, it was thanks be to God that our spiritual armor that he gives us to use in this war that we have 
is for a war that has already been won. So let me remind you of that. And it's, uh, see, because we're going and it's important that you know that, remember that. That the armor, the weapons that God has given you to, to, to have in the midst of this war is not, uh, it, it comes with a purpose. And that purpose is to, for us, first of all, we need to understand that the war has already been won. Satan has already been defeated. We talked about this in the same, in the, it's, it's like boxing in a boxing match that's already fixed. But, uh, you know, when, when, there's a, when the fight has been fixed, guess what has to happen? The fight still has to happen. You still got to go through the 12 rounds or, the, or back then when they was fixing a lot of fights, it was 15 round bouts. You still got to go through the fight, but it's already fixed. So picture it in, in uh, you know, just to, to express that spiritual truth. Understand it, my friends, that yes, we have to go through the rounds. But the fight is already fixed. Jesus has the victory. It's already done. Come on, somebody. So as you've been reminded of that, then understand this. That it's really interesting that the, the weapons that God has given us, let me start by saying this, our armor is our weapons. Our armor is our weapons. That's weird, huh? When we, uh, I say weird, I'm talking about from, because when we think of it from a natural standpoint, and we get our weapons together to go to war, we start getting some B-2 bombers, some AK-47s. We start getting some, uh, you know, some tankers, uh, you know, that, that shoot. See, ain't none of them, uh, them weapons that we talk about going to war in from a natural standpoint, ain't none of them defensive weapons or armor. When you're talking about going to war from a natural standpoint, the little armor that, 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 that the soldiers get, they don't even talk about that. No, we're talking about the weapons, the real weapons. So all of the weapons that, from a natural standpoint that one will go to war with are offensive weapons. They, they, they weapons that will kill, steal, and destroy. But in the spiritual battle, ain't it quite interesting that the vast majority of the weapons, matter of fact, that God only gave us one weapon that is an offensive weapon, and that one uh, is the least that we have to use against the enemy. I'm talking about the, against the enemy because, see, when you're in a war, then you fight, your fight is against the enemy or your battle is against the enemy. And all of the weapons that we have to use in the battle against the enemy, the least of them is the word. We don't even hardly get to that part because he'll take us out with the, with the simple uh, lie or with the, with the dart that he tries to throw right at your, 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 your chest. It because, and we don't have our breastplate on, so a lot of times it hits us. But the interesting part is the armor that God has given us is our spiritual weapons, and these weapons are not offensive weapons. These weapons protect us. And the reason why this is important is for us to understand it has all to do, hear what God is saying to us, my friends. Is it for us to understand the battle that we are in? That the mission 
on the on the battlefield or this mission that God has us on, it's not for us to be like the uh, United States going up against Russia where we're going over in the battlefield and we firing missiles. See, when we go on the battlefield, we don't have to fire no missile. And the reason why we don't have to fire no missile is because we are not trying to, to kill the enemy. He is already dead. Which one of us go into war to kill something that's already dead, my friends? Wow, think about it. <laughs> this is the reason why the weapons of our warfare are, 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 are defensive weapons. It's armor. Because all we need in the battlefield is to be protected as we go on our mission on the battlefield. Here with us saith the Lord. This is real good, my friend, because we've been fighting the wrong fight. We've been going out and trying to fight against the enemy as though we can take the Satan out or defeat him. He's already defeated. But the fight that we've been called to is causes us to put on some armor to, of protection. It's almost like going into an area where you're where that's been uh, that's under quarantine. See, you have to put on some protective gear. You don't go in there with no weapons to, to fight against a quarantine or whatever it is. No, you put you go on with protection. That is your your weapon. And so what we've been called to is to put on the whole armor of God, to get dressed with the armor and be armed with the weapons that God has given us because our mission on the battlefield is not to go out and, and, and kill Satan, but it's to go out and to uh, reach for the prisoners of war. Go out and retrieve the prisoners of war, my friends. And the only thing that we need to do then is to be able to withstand the wiles of the enemy, my friend. As we go out and pick up the casualties of war, those prisoners of war, which is who is the prisoner of war? Why do I have to go get them? Because we are the soldiers on the battlefield for the Lord and we're going out to get the uh, prisoners of war, which is those that are still yet on the enemy side. Because see, we used to be a prisoner of war, my friends. Every one of us. But now that I'm a soldier in the army for the Lord, then my mission and the weapons that I need is one that just will cover me while I'm out there on the battlefield. So I can go and, and let, and, 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 and as I go and, and, and be able to stand against all the lies and the tricks of the enemy. What it does is it actually does what Romans chapter 13 says. Yeah, go there real quick. Romans chapter 13. See, then what happens is uh, the armor that I have on becomes an armor of light. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Look at verse 11. In Romans chapter 13, it says, And do this, knowing the time, that is high time to awake out of our sleeps, for now our salvation is nearer than, what it, uh, than when it was than we first believed. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Therefore, let us cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light, my friend. See, that armor that you have on when you are on the mission field and you fight in the right fight 
the right battle when we ain't out there trying to beat up Satan, but you out there just withstanding all of the tricks of the enemy, then guess what? The, the prisoner of war, they see that every lie that came against you, that you was able to stand, withstand it. And you did it in the, in the, with the, because of the armor, because you had the right spirit. They seen you take the hit, but you didn't fall down. They seen you take the lie, but you didn't fall down. You kept pressing on. They seen that you, they mocked you in, in all kinds of ways. They laughed at you and they called you this and they called you that, but you kept, kept pressing on. You, you took a little hit, but you just kept moving. And the prisoner of war seen that. And, that then, and that's what makes the armor becomes the light. And it draws the prisoners of the war. See, it's Satan, he wants you to be engaged with a fight with him. Because as long as you're fighting with him, you can't beat him. But Jesus already did. As long as you're fighting with him, you're fighting the wrong fight. And as long as you're fighting with him, your light cannot shine, my friend. But when you withstand the wiles of the devil and you get to laugh in his face because he can't touch you, he can't knock you down. And I ain't got to fight you back, but I can just withstand all of that. That's weak. Hit me again. Bring it on. See, that's when the armor begins to, to light up. And those that are on the other side, begin, it begins to shine. See, my friends, you can easily see that we've been fighting the wrong fight. And this is what Paul was talking about when he says, it's time for us to fight the good fight of faith. Because where there's a good fight, there's a bad one. And we done made it and attributed that good fight to all kinds of other stuff that was about ourselves. That's not what it's about. And the proof is in the pudding here. Look uh, at verse 12. We're back in Ephesians chapter 6. It says in verse 12, after it says that, you know, that, that, that we will be able to withstand the wiles of the devil, it says, for we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the ruler of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts and wickedness in the high places. So it's telling us what, uh, what the battle is. And look at verse 13, because this is where the rubber meets the road. It says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God, which is your weapons, that you may be able to do what? Withstand in the evil days and having done all to stand. It does not say that uh, take on all of these, your armor, which is your weapons, so you can go out and beat up the devil. Or even defeat him for that reason, or that matter. Because he's already defeated. But it does say, take on this armor. Your weapons. You need your weapons so you will be able to withstand the wiles of the devil. That's the purpose. That we may be able to withstand. So there is truly a purpose to our weapons. Go to... Uh, 1 Corinthians, or actually 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And we're going to specifically talk about what the weapons and the purpose of the weapons that we have, what God sent them to accomplish. See, there's a mission 
to what God has given us, the armor that is our weapons. There's a mission for what God, what God has a purpose for this. And it's a mission that he wants to uh, use us as soldiers in his army to accomplish. See, while we going through this journey and we doing all of this other stuff, uh, you know, focused and distracted by uh, how righteous I am or how good I am versus somebody else that proves to God that I deserve to be saved. We, that's the wrong fight, my friend. And doing all of this other stuff that, it, you know, that it never uh, do anything for our heart, never do anything to compel us to really love one another as he commanded us to. None of that. It's focused on, uh, uh, on lifting up us you know, above one another and showing that we deserve something that you can't even deserve. There's only one deserve. I've removed that out of my vocabulary, the word deserve, except when, I, when it pertains to one person and one person only. And that ain't even me, though it ain't me. It ain't my wife either. It ain't my kids either. It's God and him, God alone. That, so it's just like the song we sung today. That's the only time I use deserve is that he deserves it. My hallelujah, he deserves. And if we know what's good for us, we'll stop using the, uh, the word deserve, especially when it pertains to us. To think that we deserve anything or what we deserve. Because the truth of the matter is if God gave us what we deserve, Josh, boy, we would be in trouble, my friends. It's, an, uh, it's a, a huge word. It's called mercy. See, mercy, and God is the one that, that, is, uh, that, that extends mercy. And if we know what, what's good, we won't be asking God for what we think we deserve. We'd be asking him for his continued mercy. Because mercy means uh, when God extends mercy, he, he withholds that which we do deserve. See, God's mercy will withhold what you do deserve. Somebody don't understand that. Well, let me put it to you like this. When you stand before your mama after you didn't did all of that stuff she told you not to do, and then you say, oh, mama, oh, mama, what you're really crying out is have mercy on me. Don't give me what I do deserve. Mama, 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 mama. Yeah, what you're saying is mercy, mercy, mercy. If you don't understand that, some of us may not even understand that, but when you're standing before that judge and, he, and you didn't got caught for that crime and you know you did it. So you crying for the mercy of the court to be extended to you, meaning, to, uh, Judge, I know that I, I, need, I, I deserve 25 years, but please don't give me but two. Or could you just, you know, give me time, sir? See, mercy is, is uh, when mercy is at work, it extends uh, to one it, it, by withholding what that person really deserves, my friends. In there. So you can see why we better remove that, that out of our vocabulary. But here in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, God is explaining to us the purpose of the weapons and that which he wants to accomplish as he sends us on the mission. 
and how we are to use our weapons. Our weapons are to be used to withstand, first and foremost, we just seen that, right? To withstand what? To withstand the attacks of the enemy. The weapons are to withstand the attacks of the enemy. And the purpose that God has given us to withstand the attacks of the enemy, it comes in this form, first and foremost. Look at verse 3 of chapter 10. It says, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war according to the flesh. Say, though we walk in the flesh, this war that he's called us on in the battlefield that we own for the Lord is not according to the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, meaning the weapons that God gave us, they are not carnal, my friend. They are not AK-47s. They are not lion lips. They are not, uh, you know, missiles that got, uh, you, know, uh, you know, attached to a tank or anything like that. But they are mighty in God. See, the weapons of our warfare was this armor that God gave us that is mighty in God, meaning that is empowered by God. So the, the weapons he gives you, this armor that he gives you even to protect you that is your weapon, it is empowered by God, my friend. And guess what? And it, and it has a purpose. It said it is mighty in God for, somebody say for. The purpose is for. It's for the pulling down of strongholds, number one. See, the armor that God gave us, which is our weapons. So the weapons that he's given us to go and complete the mission. He says the only weapons you need is these, these six weapons. Take this on, put this on, put this on. And, you, it, it, and finally he gets to you, we get worried. Because by the time he gets to six, at least he gives us a, a, a sword. And it ain't even a real sword, it's a Bible. But you, you say, like, where's my weapon, Lord? He said, you got all that you need. All of this is your weapons. See, but because we, we have a carnal mind, so we're thinking about, man, no, I need a knife. I need a, a, a lease of nine or something because when they come up on me, no, I ain't going to just go after them, but if they come up on me, I got to be able to protect myself. Well, he says, that's why I gave you the helmet of salvation. That's why I gave you the pre, uh, breastplate of, uh, of righteousness. It's going so you can, it's empowered by me that it will protect you, my friend. See, we think the way the war we fight it, to protect ourselves is we have to be on the offense. We got to shoot through before you shoot me. I got to stab you before you stab me. I got to cuss you out before you cuss me out. I got to lie on you to the boss before you get, get to him first. See, we're always on the offense in the, war, in the wars that we fight. But God says a spiritual war, all you need is my protection. Because that protection will allow you to withstand all the attacks of the adversary. And while you are withstanding, it shows to the prisoner of war, it shows to your coworkers, it shows to those that are watching the power that God has in his weapons that he used that, that protects us. So when I say that I will trust in the Lord, when I say that I will wait and when I say that I will go to the secret place, glory be to God. 
then these ain't just words that they didn't heard that me say. And then soon as the war started, then they see me the first one pull out a knife. Well, the first one to go on the offense and lie, you know, it, when, when I was, all I was talking about is being truthful, that Jesus is Lord and all of these different things. No, that's the time for the armor to, be, to, to cast its light. Glory be to God. This is huge, my friends. In there. So it is for the pulling down of strongholds. What is the pulling down of strongholds? See, this is why the armor is so important because the stronghold comes to, uh, the, it's the battlefield of our minds. A stronghold is conducted with faith and obedience when it's being pulled down. See, this is huge because, see, when you're talking about a stronghold, a stronghold is the thing that has captured you or me. But with the armor on that will allow us to, to put out the fiery darts with the shield that will protect us against any darts coming against our, 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 spiritual, uh, phys uh, our spiritual being. When we have the belt of truth that we stand on and know it. Come on, somebody. When we have the, our, our feet shone with the, uh, with the gospel of peace that we can't be moved by monkey business that people try to come against you with because you are at peace and you know it and can't nobody tell you no difference because your peace with God has set you in a place of righteousness. Glory be to God. And you know where your reservation and your destination is. Can't no stronghold, see, because the stronghold comes to, uh, to lie to you and, it gets you and it gets you drawn off the base. And it gets you, when it, and when it draws you off the base, boy, it puts a, like a straight jacket on you. Boy, you can't move. It got a hold of you. And it comes through the form of lies and deception. See, the, these weapons that we have, my friend, is for the pulling down of strongholds because they are mighty in God. They are empowered by God. For the pulling down of strongholds. And the pulling down of strongholds is us, us being protected from a lie, from the things that will get us. Drugs, whatever it is, gambling, whatever it is, addictions, lust of the flesh. And more, oh, well, let me not jump ahead because there's another one that goes along with it. It ain't just the pulling down of strongholds. The second one, look right there in, in, in the same verse. Verse number uh, four. Or actually, it starts verse number five. You'll notice that even though it goes to another verse, it has a comma there. It ain't just a period. So there's more than one thing that the, uh, that, that, that the weapons of our warfare, it, it being mighty in God, what they do. Number one, they pull down strongholds. Number two, they cast down arguments and every high thing that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. Hear what thus saith the Lord. See, your armor, your weapons, they are mighty in God that they may cast down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, which is the will of God. So when you put on this armor, it is protecting you against having a heart of contention 
they will bring about arguments about everything. We're to the point now, this is so mighty in God that because of my peace and because of my righteousness and, and it, because I know none of it came from me and because I know what mission I'm on and I know that the, the, the war that I'm fighting has already been won, the battle is over, I'm just going through the rounds. And in the rounds, I know what my mission is. It's for me to go out and, and, and allow God to use me that the prisoners of war can come as we could gather up the prisoners of war. See, there's a part, a particular uh, unit in the army or in the, uh, the service that when the war is done, that they, they mission, they don't fight no battles. Their mission is to go in and gather up the prisoners of war, friend, my friend. They go up and gather up some things. Don't think they can't fight. But their job is to gather after the battle and understand this that our job because the battle has already been won one that our job that God has sent us on our mission that he sent us on is to go and gather up the prisoners of war go and get those that have been captured by the enemy that they may come and be set free in the name of Jesus And I'm telling you, my friend, if we get on the right fight for the rest of our time here and understand what this is really all about, we'll stop contending with everything that the enemy uses uh, in another person to come up against us against. Because we'll know that we already got the, uh, the weapons, which is our armor, that protects us against that. I ain't got to engage in that. And we can go on and keep about the business of the mission. And not be distracted. See, and this is why the enemy, you heard me say this a long time ago, and, and I only said it by the Spirit, but now God is drawing more clarity on there that Satan knows that he, his job and when he comes against us, it's not to, uh, to snatch us out of Jesus' hand. It's to distract us from doing the job that Jesus sent us on a mission to do. Now it's coming full circle. I understand more today, Lord. And we fighting against him as though he could take something from us. Yeah, the Bible says that he came to kill, steal, and destroy. But it didn't say he could. He could do it. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear what thus saith the Lord? The Bible says that Satan came to kill, steal, and destroy, but it never said he could. Not over me. Not over you. They have the armor on. Yeah. It was a cat tried to come to our gym like he was going to take over our gym. We served him. Asked him what he took over. Nothing. He, he, but, but he came to do that. But we had another story for us, but. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the truth of the matter, my friend. Satan has, yeah, he comes to do all that, but he ain't got no authority here for none of that. So the trick is, is that he wants to distract us when he coming in, boasting up like I'm fin what he finna take. But we better understand. So we won't engage, and he does that to get us engaged in that fight. Because as long as we're in that fight, then he's saying, yeah, come on. 
He know that he, he know he really can't beat us. He'll wrestle with us all day long. But his, his deal is to keep you engaged in the wrestling match because as long as you wrestle against him, then you ain't doing the work of the kingdom. You will not be doing the work of the kingdom, my friend. And it's high time God is saying, no, uh, he's given us your right understanding. And we, this ain't just something that he's saying to us, my friend, for us to, to clap about right here and then go out and continue to live the same way. No, we got to do it. And we got to do it now. We got to change the fight with the understanding that he's given us. And we don't fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities. Against his imps, the ruler of darkness. We fight against him, but not in that way. The spiritual warfare it's not against flesh and blood. So we can't be distracted by that instrument that he is using. Because if you do, you will lose. You ain't losing the war because the war ain't yours. It ain't even be, the war ain't between you. You just losing your mission, your rewards that you're going to stand up and, uh, you know, and give an account in, 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 in what you could have or supposed to had that you ain't going to get. When you enter the gate, yeah, you're going to enter the gate. Because he says, yeah, all your works are going to get burnt up, but ye, yet, you will be saved. Come on, somebody. You don't want to walk through the gate with no empty hands, my friend. Because all your works burnt up. Because you was doing them out of yourself. We don't want to go down that road. Look at the next thing real quick. Along with casting down arguments, it's uh, every high thing that exhausts itself against the knowledge of God. High things is a representation of, of pride, self-pride. See, the weapons that he's given us, this armor, it protects us from self-pride if we put it on. See, here, what thus saith the Lord, my friend, Every high thing and all the high things come through pride, my friend. But guess what? Our weapons, the armor that God has given us, even protects us from being prideful if we put it on. Get dressed. It's time to get dressed, my friends. It's time to get dressed. And then the last thing, it bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. See, the armor that he's given us to put on, to know who, that we write with God because of Jesus Christ, to know we at peace with God because of Jesus Christ, to know the truth, to know the, the, the faith that we have, that we have a shield that will block off the attacks of the enemy and guard us from all of that. Come on, somebody. Knowing that we have all of these weapons, 
the helmet of salvation, that he cannot lie to us about uh, us losing our salvation or him canceling our reservation and all of these different things. I'm serious because that's what, the, uh, and if we really, you know, get outside of our moment right here and realize even for most of us that's in here right now, that somewhere along the line, especially if, you ever, if you've been walking with the Lord for any period of time or believing in God, that there was a part of us that always was tempted by Satan that, oh, if you do this or because I messed up, then maybe I ain't going to heaven now. And that, was, that is what the helmet of salvation protects us from. Because we know the truth that it wasn't you that got you into heaven anyway or got your reservation to go to heaven. You didn't buy the ticket. Jesus did. And when Jesus bought a ticket, you can't go and cash it in and try to get the money back. See, that's why I use my credit card when I buy somebody a ticket. So if they go and try to cancel it, it's gonna, uh, they can't do it. Or if they do, it go back on my credit card. But God ain't like us. He's more faithful than us. We, we, have, to do, uh, do, we have to use strategies and, and all of this different stuff to try to combat that stuff in the natural. See, that's a natural strategy. God is so powerful, he just used a spiritual strategy and then when what he said, it is. So when he makes your reservation, then uh, Satan can't, that's what the helmet of salvation does. It protects us from the lie of the enemy that's going to try to trick you to say, that, oh, God, cancel your reservation because look what you did. Look what you did. You lied. You, don't, you didn't just lie once. You told another lie because you lied the first time. And then you had to tell the third one to cover that one up too. And he'll get to working on you. Working on you. And working on you. But God says, no. Hear what I'm saying. And what I am saying, too, is that this also, the weapons that I've given you will bring every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. So this protection with the truth that we know, it focuses in on the right fight and on the right mission and on the right journey where then now we can cast down every thought and every imagination that exalts itself against the knowledge of God or the will of God. And no, you can't do that in yourself. But with the armor, the weapons empowered by God, if you have them on, it does it itself. No, you can't do it yourself. But the weapons that God has given it, it does it itself. Hallelujah. That's good news for us. If we really get it. Because then what we can do is stop trying to do what it can, what it's trying to do what you can't do, but what it can do. We can stop trying to do it. And let it do it. Because it's equipped and empowered to do it, and you don't have no capabilities of doing it in the first place. My God. And finally, in doing so, it punishes disobedience. Our obedience punishes disobedience. Our obedience put a hurt 
on disobedience. See, ain't that, that's, that, you ain't got to worry about, uh, you know, what you going to do with diso, to, to disobedience. Disobedience will punish it for you, my friend. It'll put a hurting on it for you. But man, somebody saying man. Because you know, we like to get, we get some enjoyment out of issuing some punishment. No, it ain't your job. It ain't our job no more. Now we can say, man, glory be to God. Amen, 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 amen. Come on, somebody. Right there. So in this, in concluding right here, is that the purpose of the weapons that God has given us, yes, is to withstand the attacks of the enemy, not to go on the attack with the enemy. Go take your weapons and go and, and, and search out the devil. Or even if some of us say, well, I don't do that, but I've got my weapon. No, even to, to even go and, and, and be ready for uh, the enemy so you can blast on them. None of that. These weapons is to withstand, just like we talked about last week about, you know, uh, what, what, what one of them big windbreaker or, or, or them big winter coats does when you're standing on the North Shore of Chicago, Illinois. Come on, somebody, and that hawk is coming off Lake Michigan. You, gotta, you better be able to withstand something because you sure can't stand up against that hawk. You ain't going to defeat it. We understand that we just need to withstand in this moment, so we're trying to just you know, get what we can cover ourselves to withstand. That's it. And that's what he's saying. All I need you to do is be able to withstand in the midst of the storm or the evil day. And that will do the trick. Glory be to God. So being able to withstand the attacks of the enemy that we may work the works of the kingdom because in standing or being able to withstand the, uh, the attacks of the enemy, guess what it's allowing us to do? To work the works of the kingdom while it's still day, my friends. Because the night is coming. And we need to work the works of the kingdom. What is the works of the kingdom? God's plan of salvation. See, all we need is the weapons that will allow us and protect us from the attack of the enemy to be able to stand in the midst of that, that we can complete our mission of, re, of, of gaining or getting those that are uh, prisoners of war. That is the plan of salvation. That's the work of the kingdom, my friends. Hallelujah. And in doing so, guess what happens next? What happens next is then God, somebody say God, is glorified. Hallelujah. God is glorified. No, you ain't glorified, but God is glorified. It's gonna, we got to get dressed, my friends. It's time to get dressed. We can't play with this no more or no longer. And see, there's one thing about the word of God. When he releases truth to you, then you become accountable for that truth. And today he's given us truth to the utmost, my friend. And my question for each and every one of us here today, are you ready to understand and are you ready to get dressed? I'm talking about fully dressed, 
fully dressed. Not a, you know, some of us, you know, don't, and right now don't let every high thing mess you up in this moment because God is appealing to your heart today to be able to put a seal on what he wants for your life. And some of us, because we didn't have the helmet of salvation, even though our breastplate is buried somewhere we, with a bunch of dust, we don't know where the breastplate is, but we had the helmet on, and we, gonna, we will allow, because we had one part of it on, we'll deny him. Don't let every high thing that exhausts itself against the will of God deter you right now, my friend. Because this is about getting dressed and, and all the way dressed. Hallelujah. If you are here today, and you hear the Spirit of the Lord, and you know the Spirit of the Lord is speaking to you right now to get dressed. I want you to stand on your feet and come to the front. And we're going to pray with you, for you, that we may all be in agreement to get dressed. Hallelujah. My God. It's today is your day to get dressed. And you hear the spirit of the Lord. This ain't you. This is not you. This weapon, this armor that God has given, it came from him. It belongs to him. And he gave it to you to wear. Will you wear his armor? Will you get dressed today.